Street, across from the historic Chicago Theater. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Carmen and Yurka, live from the old National Bank State Street studio on WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Happy hump dates, Carmen and Yurk. Oh, we'll talk more Bears and Draft today, Yurko. People are still all fired up. People have ideas. They're thinking big. How the Bears going to pull all this off? What are they going to do? What's the trade they should make? Some of the insanity that's coming down the pipeline. There's some insanity. I'm not going to lie. Everybody's got a theory. Everybody's got a thought. Everybody's got the trade. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, at least there's a little bit of passion for a 3-14 and football team. These people are thinking. Heading into the offseason, I just said, let's not worry about what we're going to do in the draft until we tackle free agency. Mm. And let's see what we address. No, Carmen, it's 100% true. I know, I know. For them, it is especially. It's great that the way the league structures that. But uh, playing the who are the Bears going to draft? Play it all you, you know, want. I mean, it's, I mean I'm, I'm playing it. I'm getting a thousand things said. To me. Well, what about this guy, Yerk? This uh, receiver is pretty good. What do you think? I, everybody's I mean, got a thought. Everybody's got a, an idea, and this is what they have to do, and this is what they're going to get. And, yeah. You know, I, I printed up. So I heard Sylvie mention yesterday because he was reading it off the computer. Because somebody had called and said that the, what the Bears should do is this, and they should get these picks, and the guys were like, "Whoa, whoa, that can't be right. That can't be. That's got to be way too much yeah, added values, value for the, the Bears. The values yeah. don't equal." So Sylvie started reading this, the the chart. And I said, "We got to post some of these in the studio." So I'm going to start hanging these up. This is the chart that we need. This right, is right the, here. Yeah, everywhere. Put, put, one there, there. put one there. Put one here. I, I mean, know. I gave I a mean, copy to you. Yeah, I've got. Well, we want the Twitchers to see it. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. you want to tell that, that? What are they going to see they back here? It's minuscule. Oh, what the hell do you no. think's going on How here? You zoom and you blow it up, Chris. I mean, come you on. know that the the Twitchers are watching on Twitch, and the device or computer that they're using on Twitch also has the internet internet oh, yes. to allow oh, them to oh, be so on they Twitch. Can go get it themselves. So they want to yeah. look it up. They're they more that, than welcome yeah. to look it up. They, they, they don't have the to rely internet. on our Twitch cam to read it on the wall. They're not. Open up another window. Okay. That's Tab the kids Another tab. Go yeah. check the intranet and find it. Well, yeah. I, we, I felt like we all needed this chart, so well, I made a bunch it. of copies. I wanted to look at it the, you know, uh, to be able to know that I'm making something that's theoretically equitable. And again, this is the chart Jimmy Johnson came up with in 89. Well, if it's not Jimmy's, it's some sort of right. variation off of Jimmy's, which right. I think is the one that most people go by these days. The first pick in the first round, which the Bears have here, go number they one do. overall, they do. is worth 3,000 points. 3,000 points. Mr. Irrelevant, Brock, which I'm going to call the Brock Purdy from now on. Brock Purdy. The last pick in the draft, round seven, pick 32, is worth two points. That's the scale. It last goes pick all in the way draft. from 3,000 down to two. And that doesn't recognize your compensatory third round picks. There's usually about 10, 12 of those. This does not because right. this just gives you each round 32 picks. There are no compensatory picks factored into right. this. Usually it's the third and the seventh round that you get those compensatory picks. At, right after, right? Is it after yeah, the third? After and the, the third the yes. and after the seventh, yes. Yeah, that certainly uh, is not in here. So the Bears have 3,000 points worth of value at that first pick. Sadly, Boy, they'd have another 590 with that 32nd overall pick, and sadly they don't. That pick goes to Pittsburgh. I mean, that's still pretty, you know, 590. That's still a lot. I mean, what you could have done with a couple of those picks. But So when you call up and say, well, what the Bears should do is swap out with this and then also get this. Like somebody had called about talking about the Texans' two picks. 
Uh, the Bears should easily be able to get the second pick. And what did the Texans have? Two and twelve? Is that right? Yes, two and twelve. Carter. Okay, two and twelve. But the problem with that is uh, you're talking about like what uh, thirty eight hundred points worth of value. So it's actually not equity. It's not so. So of course the Bears should get picks. Yeah, but you, listen, two and it doesn't 12. always have to be hundred percent equitable. If you've got demand. Equity is going to go right out the window. If you've got demand, yeah. then people are going to make their best offers possible, and it's going to far exceed, uh, far far out uh, exceed the amount that that first round pick, that first pick in the first round, is value. It's going to exceed it. It all depends on so who that's wants a little it. Bit of, that's a little bit of a guideline, Carm. Okay, but if you got three teams that are pounding on your door, you're going to get a much better value. I guess that's right. And all you need is two people to love it. That's third, all you a third need. team loving it would be even better. That's all you need. Because then you, then you get the, the offer of offers that you can't refuse. That's what you're looking to get you if get you're the, the Chicago Bears. Get the Vito Corleone offer. I want the offer of offers. Yeah, That's the one. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. And throw in the punt returner. That's what I want. Throw and in. throw in the punt returner. That's what solidified the deal for uh, Sonny, whatever his name is, in draft day. Go, oh, God. Is that yeah. how they did that? It was because of a punt returner? He wanted the punt. No, he also wanted the punt returner to mm. get, give him the screws. Mm. And the punt returner I want. I say just put like a horse's head in uh, Chris Ballard's bed. Can they just do that and be like, you here's the it. offer you can't refuse? Yeah, you can do that. You can trade, do that because you're going to get either Carter or Will Anderson if you trade away your pick, and there's going to be a quarterback taking probably Uno and Dos. You're probably going to have either one of those two sitting there at four waiting for you. I think uh, Pro Football Focus already did a mock draft where they were start they started to incorporate trades, Yerk, right? And they did have the Bears immediately backing out of that spot and getting Will Anderson as the guy that, they, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. so there you go. Right. They're already doing it. Yeah, you get more picks. You back out. You back out. You back out. No, That's I'm sorry. What you want to do. Here's what they did. They had the Bears making a, uh, they did a mock trade with their first pick. So they're already going. How hey, far let's, they let's go back, Carm? Bears to the Colts. They had the Colts coming up to get Bryce Young. And the Colts are four? Colts are four. Houston stays where... Houston is because he can draft a quarterback, and right. they have him drafting Will Levis out of Kentucky. And the first guy is Bryce Young? Bryce Young first. Houston drafts Will Levis. The Cardinals are three. They draft Will Anderson, and the Bears at four draft Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter. So they'd still get their guy. Right. If that's whom they want. And they can go to four and still and get one of their Say guys. you look at Will Anderson, you look at the kid from Tennessee that's an edge rusher and another one. Say you like one more than the other. You may not like Jalen Carter as much as you like his 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six edge guy coming off the corner. So what do you do then? Then you'd be drafting out again. Back out again. You'd back out again. Say, nah, we really wanted Will Anderson. We like Jalen, but we're going to go in a different direction. Now we'll tra- Who wants it? You, you back wants out and get a second-round pick for that, for, for backing up. That's not a bad deal, Carm. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad deal. And you acquire that extra second-round pick that you gave away for Claypool. Yeah, and hopefully Claypool becomes the player. I hope so. I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to wash this whole year of Claypool. I'm well, willing to ignore like, that. It sounds like Poles was a little bit too, yeah. York. Well, you have to if if you, if you if this thing's going to work, you have to be willing to ignore it. And then you give him the full season, and you're looking for it right now. I'm looking for the Claypool. But in time, essence, it. what? It, yeah, I okay. got it. Go ahead. This is what this is. Poles yesterday talking about Claypool joining midseason and how, how tough that can be, especially for a wide receiver. Yeah, that's that's a, a good point. You know, I think that's the difference between like trades in baseball and, and, and basketball. It's like plug and play. There's an entire off season and half of a season of installs and all the things that you need to do collectively to play and, and execute offensive play. 
Um, on top of that, it was a little bit choppy with some of it, Justin getting dinged up. Um, he got dinged up. Uh, so it was a little bit choppy of a start. I don't. I told Chase, and we had a really good conversation. I'm not blinking at that one at all. I think he's going to help us moving forward, and I'm excited about it. Not blinking at that one at all. Remember, we talked about the fresh start, the reset for Chase Claypool. Sounds like that's happening in the off season, and they're okay with that. It's not like the NBA. I get what Ryan Poles is saying. It's also not like trading or acquiring a defensive player, is it, Yerk? In the middle of a year. Robert Quinn got hurt, but Robert Quinn could go and start rushing the passer and just do his thing and making it. Exactly. Roquan Smith can go to Baltimore and they can say, Roquan, go. And and, and the defense coordinator can call plays that simply he's rushing up the field and going after the quarterback where he doesn't have to duck inside. He doesn't have to drop in coverage. You know, okay, I got a new guy. I'm not going to complicate it for this new guy. Right. When you're running an offense, it's not you just go run nines down the the side and whether we get to you, we get to you or not. No, you've got to come in and you got to learn the offense. Yeah. So that's a challenge. Do you think there's some truth to that? Yes. Yes. The legitimate uh, reason to still believe that they can get something out of him? And and again, I'm doing it because I know what was given up for him. And I'm doing it because, darn it, I give him an offseason to become comfortable with the quarterback and comfortable with the offense. Uh, and, and then hopefully you can find some productivity. He's been a productive player. So let's get him back to that level where he's productive once again. That's all I'm looking for. Okay? If he doesn't do it, I don't blame the team. I blame the individual player for it. Now it's upon the individual right. to, to bring his A game, to bring his value to the team. Okay, They thought it was there. They're banking on it. They're betting on it. But he's the guy that's got to bring it. Antonio Brown was wonderful. Yeah. He was a wonderfully productive player, and then he flaked out on his team. Yes, he did. Okay? And when he flaked out on his team, he started taking videos, and he started doing this, and, oh, you got to create your brand. All of a sudden, his focus went from football to doing something stupid. And because of that, he's no longer in the NFL. Dare I say, I think now he's a Hall of Famer. I know the world loves Devin Hester, but Antonio Brown, for me, yeah, when it's all said and done, Jeez. to me, Antonio Brown dominated at such a level that he's a Hall of Famer, even though he became an idiot late in his life. Yeah. And because of his idiocy, he was no longer in the league and he was no longer as productive as he could be. Still, a little bit of a wild card with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but not the player that was a premier wide receiver in the NFL. Not all, there. All pro four straight right. years. But that's it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Claypool, on the other hand, we saw flashes as a young man. You take it for granted. Now you've got to mature a little bit and you can come back. He's got talent. Oh, of there course. There's no gray area. Claypool is a very talented wide receiver with a, a good skill set. Now you just need to bring that out of him. And it's up to the coaches, it's up to the individual, it's up to the team, and your quarterback in essence, has got to go over there and massage some shoulders and be a leader and help bring him back into the fold where he's a productive receiver once again. That's all well said, uh, Yerk. That's the plan. I hope it's it works. It's the passion, football, Carm. Yeah. Yeah, you're passionate about that. Start talking about the NBA. Uh, no, it's okay. But what do you think? Is DeMar DeRozan going to play tonight? Stop it. I'm just joking. I love you. the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, I know you do. I do. Hey, they've had a little bit of a resurgence lately. They Carm, have had I? a resurgence. I've seen that. You know who's been the player? Zach. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you get a little motivated, you know, a little something in the press. The next thing you know, he's questioned. And what do you do? Hey, guys yelling at him in the locker room, and he started responded. To That's he good. started to perform. Yeah. Started to, we need you. 
We need you. You're our $25 million man. Bears, Bears are, we are Bulls, need you. Bulls are trending to 38 wins, I think it is. You know, 39 wins. It, uh, yeah. Okay. But I uh, yeah, still need him. Yeah, yeah, you need him. Right? When he's playing his ass off, okay, let me argue this, Carm, since you're going to be such a little Weisenheimer over there. <laughs> let me argue this. The big criticism we had last year against this team is they couldn't play against That's a good team. That's very true. I agree. This with year you. they're playing well against the good teams. Dare I say they have a pretty good record against they, winning teams? They have a great record against And now teams. what aren't they doing? They're not dotting the I's and crossing yeah. the T's against those teams that are maybe as good or below them. Yeah. They can't beat them for some crazy reason. I, I think they're like 7 and 2, aren't they, against yeah. the Bucks, Celtics, In the East? Yeah. Sixers and they And they couldn't beat none of them last year. Yeah. None of them. It's true. So my point is. No, this team has been playing better against you know good teams, but now they're losing to the crappy teams this year. They flipped it. Uh, all right, we see. Uh, 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 don't ask me to talk. No, basketball. no, no. I, I, I'd like to I maybe can become passionate. Kung a little, Fu kick. Ah! I'd like to a little Did bit you later. See that? That's for the Twitch people. That was really good. That's Kung Fu kick. That was that was very good. That was pretty good flexibility. Actually, it's like, getting there. Get that leg up there. I got to work that right hip. That right hip is the one that's tying down on me. Yeah. I got a massage yesterday. Hello, how are you? Ha! Ooh, what a massage that <laughs> was. Was it good? Who the best. The I finish was the best. The f- okay, you're... The no, what? she was stretching my shoulders. She stretches my shoulders at the end. Are you purpose. serious? He's unbelievable. Yeah, at the end I get a shoulder <laughs> stretch. Oh, my God. It, it sends me away in a happy camper. I'm a happy camper. I do like the uh, a good shoulder stretch and a good uh, like quad hammy yeah. stretch. Gotta have you got to have it. got to really have do. it. Uh, the the Ooh, trade the proposals pins. are continuing to roll in. Uh, what's it, it, like? You can give us your thoughts on what you think the Bears can accomplish. Um, if you've heard some crazy ones from buddies that even you think are like too good to be, you're like, well, come on, man. Now you're just playing fantasy, and this isn't fantasy, even though we like to think it is. Are there any like completely outlandish, crazy ones you've heard from your friends? That you want to run by us, I'd like to hear. I, I'd like to know what some of the crazier ones are right now. And I keep hearing that, oh, it's real. Sim- I heard it again up in our office from one of the sales guys today. Oh, they, well, the Bears should just, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll get Garrett Wilson from the Jets. I'm like, I, it's I not don't bad. That's understand. a learned guy. That's a learned football man that you were talking to about the Garrett Wilson stuff. Kurtz uh, yeah. uh, uh, played uh, high, uh, college, played college football. ball, yeah. But why are the State, Jets trading yeah. Garrett Wilson? Well, you don't know. You never know. They need a quarterback. He's right. They said he, he, I, they need a quarterback. Like, why are you trading four years of control oh, left? From, he's a learned football man. The, the receivers you trade are the receivers that you can't pay anymore. Yeah. The Chiefs traded Tyree Kill because they got to a point where they just knew they couldn't pay him anymore. Right, he's inexpensive. You're not going to get rid of an inexpensive player. Of course of not. His, of his ilk. It doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, the the Devontae Adams left for the reasons he left for. Uh, A.J. Brown, the, the Titans were in a spot where they knew they weren't really going to be able to pay him. I mean, I don't understand why all of a sudden people have, well, it's real easy. The Saints will trade you Chris Olave. Will they? Or the, 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 the Jets are going to trade Garrett Wilson. That's craziness to me. Are you hearing those from your buddies? 312-332-3776. Ring us up. We'll talk more about the Bears in that number one overall pick. We got a lot to do today. We're going to spread it around a little bit more. Uh, plus, we got to start talking about Wild Card Weekend. We got six games to preview this weekend, Yerk, as the playoffs start in uh, the NFL. NFL week, uh, playoff weekend number one. We're excited about that. It's Carmen and Yerk. We'll be right back. Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. 
This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Carmen and Eric, hope you're having a wonderful day. Enjoy another nice afternoon of pretty balmy weather for this time of year. We do have some rain, snow coming in, but shorts are on. Yeah, for Yurko, he's got the hey dudes and the shorts on. They called Uh, for the first 21 days to be 10 degrees above uh, average temperatures. Is that right? Usually average temperatures about 26, 27 degrees here in the month of January. Right now, we are trending in the first 11 days of January to be about 10 degrees above that right now. I didn't even bring a jacket today. Well, 52 I mean, I degrees. Shirts on car. I know. And usually that doesn't happen to St. Patty's Day. I heard Tracy Butler on uh, ABC7. She's the best of the best. She said the models are predicting uh, very, very small precipitation totals. We're going to get maybe a little bit of a wintry mix tonight into tomorrow. Some rain. Maybe that some, would be nice. Some snow. Maybe some lake effects. She said even early Friday morning. But very, very low totals. I mean, not even like barely a half inch, I think she was saying. So... All good for uh, for now. Keep your fingers crossed. What happens after the 21st? That's when the... Well, no, they said the first 21 days, that's the way it's trending right now. Oh, that's okay. as far as they're willing to outreach, uh, I you got know? You. I got you. To take a look into the future. And then uh, and they'll reassess, I'm okay. sure, seven days from now. All right. They'll offer you a reassessment up through the end of the month, Carm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, you don't watch weather, do you? I watch Tracy, and I mean, you know, I, I go on my app. I that's... mean, you watch it, do you listen? I do. I Are mean, you I retaining listen. what's being said? Yeah. I just Are told you, you what she said. Yeah. I just I gave you the lowdown on the precipitation. You see what's happening it? in California, don't oh, you? Oh yeah. I mean they oh, got yeah. they're the, getting the, rain. The rain. What are they crying about? They need and rain. The, and then right? the mudslides that happen and the the the, the 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 too much rain. Oh my god. Yeah. You know whether it's wildfires or earthquakes or mudslides, my god, it's beautiful landscape. I mean, it really is. If you've ever been to California, oh, it's it's breathtakingly it's beautiful. Palatial. Uh, the, the the topography, the geography of it. I mean, it really is. Monterey but, Peninsula is absolutely gorgeous. I've never been to Monterey. That seventeen mile drive that they have, uh, it costs you ten bucks to do it. Oh, does it? Really? Yeah. That, well, I mean, you know what? It's scenic. It's yeah, a, yeah I get you. Like a park area too. You know, I get you. Everybody, but you just ten bucks. You is know, it that amazing? Way they can keep it up. Yeah. Oh, it's phenomenal. I, it's really beautiful. And Santa Barbara is beautiful, but the 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 crap so they deal with between Monterey's, the mudslides out the Frisco. Your Santa Barbara is north. West of Los Angeles, right? Right Correct. around the thing? Correct. So you Correct. got Santa Monica, Malibu, then you got to go further up to get to Santa Barbara. You go Barbara. up the coast, right. and you're right. You Just start so heading west. Just so give people an idea of exactly what we're talking about. And it's breathtaking. Right up there. the Pacific Coast Highway, as the kids like to say in California. You are correct. But uh, you get uh, wildfires and then mudslides when it rains. I mean, it's like, man, oh, man. Well, so here's what happens. You get the wildfires, and all the vegetation is gone. What keeps the ground in place is the vegetation. Right. So when all that vegetation burns, and it's trying to grow back, and it's got that big root system. And then when you get a torrential rain, all of a sudden there's nothing there to hold and the earth in the place. Shoo. And then it goes like a Nochastola, yeah. bye-bye, goodbye. Craziness. Yeah, I saw boulders and such crashing down upon roads. Mm. Uh, that's not a good thing. It's not, but they got rain. Let's fill the basins up. Fill the basins. Fill Eric. the basins, okay? You got your rain. Let's grab some uh, Let's grab some bears. Take some avalanches with some rain. You know, it happens. Take some bears calls here. 312-332-3776. If you want to hit us up, you can join the chat on Twitch. Twitch.tv or download the Twitch app. And you can watch us in the old National Bank State Street studio today and every day. Joe is in West Beverly on ESPN 1000. Hey, Joe. Hey, boys. How's it going? Great, man. Good. Hey, so um, is the... Is the Devontae Adams trade, like, for the Raiders um, to get their pick in Devontae, is that really outlandish? Is that one of those ones you were talking about where the Raiders wouldn't trade Devontae? Why would they no, trade Devontae Adams? No, I, I don't think that one's as crazy. 
I don't think a team's well, going to be. I, in a, I, I, I don't think a team's going to be in a hurry to trade you a young, cost-controlled player um, that you know potentially is going to be a star. I mean, Garrett Wilson's catching balls from Joe Flacco, Mike White, and Zach Wilson. He had over 1,100 yards this year. I, I don't know why the Jets would be in any hurry whatsoever, no matter how badly they need a quarterback to trade a player with four more years of control that looks to be as good as Garrett Wilson. That was my point, that uh, Joe. Sense. That makes sense. So my, my other question to that is like, okay, I, I heard, I, I'm not sure what it means, but I heard, Devontae Adams is a dead cap hit? What yeah. exactly does that mean? It's $31, $31 million. That's the money for Vegas. That's yeah, Vegas. That's, what, Vegas that's what they would have to carry on their books next year. They, got, they have to absorb it. The way the Bears have carried so out $119 If they got rid of million. him, they, they still, they, if they got rid of him, they'd eat that $31 million. The Bears wouldn't have to worry about that? So what, they did, what would happen is the allocation of $31 million would go on the salary cap for the Raiders, for the Raiders, not oh, for the for, Bears. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. The okay. Bears have to pay a salary, but the allocation of that thirty-one million gets stuck on the books for Vegas. Like you're going saying, it's right. what the Bears did with Mac this year. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they ate the contract. They, they traded him and ate the contract, and they knew they were going to. They were twenty-something million in dead cap, yeah. and uh, now they're free of that. Though they don't have to worry I'll about the subsequent the, years of Khalil Mack. I've got the Devontae Adams so numbers. I, so, Joe, I don't think the Devontae Adams one is quite as outlandish. Yeah. $6 million in base salary. You don't worry about the signing bonus because he's already received that, and that's what they've got to account for. 510000 roster bonus, $100,000 working bonus, uh, a restructure of $4 million, so he gets that one way or another. Miscellaneous, two hundred and fifty. dollars I love the, miscellaneous. The cap hit for the Bears would be $14,740,000 this year. For, 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 that's a steal for yeah, that's Devontae a steal Adams. for Devontae Adams. Next year the cap hit is twenty five million. Then it gets goofy. Yeah. After that it gets then it's forty four million. Wow. The, yeah. The the salary jumps next year would be sixteen million his salary. Then it jumps to thirty five million. Wow. And then thirty five million again. Hmm. So you gotta be careful. But the that. Bears then wouldn't be really responsible for a ton. You Why know, you they could cut them oh, in two. They, could cut, they yeah. can cut them in two years if they wanted right, to. Right, right, right. They would have to make a conscientious decision of saying we want to keep him and pay him $35 million. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, hold on. 36. 36 one, 40 million. It gets out of control. Yeah, there. real quick. It gets out of control real quick. What happens in the, the scenario where the Bears were to, we're playing fantasy here? Well, again, I get it. Yeah. Although I think it's a little bit more likely. Um, he might not be in any great hurry to leave Vegas, though. I don't care what the quarterback situation is like. I think he wanted to be away from the cold weather at Green Bay. I think yep. he was done with the Rodgers drama a little bit. He wanted to play with Carr. Now Carr's gone, but he might not be in any hurry. He might be totally content to say, no, this is where I picked. Just turn this is where 30. I want to be. I'm from out west. Yeah, like, I, just turn 30. So you got 31 and 32, like which are going to be pretty productive years for him this year and next year. Probably. Let's say three years from now when that contract gets crazy, what, how yeah. punitive would it be for the Bears? What, what are they looking at if they were to cut him in terms of what the what they would carry, Yerk? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, would, what would that be like three years from now, let's say? Let's say they did do it, and they get two incredibly productive years out of that. 23 and 24. Yeah, but let's say, like, in 25, when it starts getting screwy. His cap hit will be $44 million. So if they cut him, they're still million. carrying that? $15 million seven. No, there, no, his dead cap number is fifteen seven. Okay, that's his dead cap, which is actually pretty right. doable. Right, so if you acquire him, yeah. it'll be fifteen seven, Which is actually pretty doable. And if you want to acquire him before his age 34 year, the uh, dead cap is only seven eight five. if you want to get rid of him. Mm. Trade him, do whatever. Somebody looking for a veteran receiver at the trade deadline right before it. 
Yeah, but I, again, he might be totally content, even though it's easy for us to assume, well, why would yeah. he want to stay there and Derek Carr's gone? Again, he's from the West Coast. Uh, he played college out there. He wanted to be with Derek Carr. I think he wanted to be somewhere a little bit warmer. And the whole thing is, you know, whether they trade him or not would be whether the team that's trading him wants to take the cap hit. Right. That's the question mark. Do they want to take the cap hit? Jordan's in Maryville. What up, Jordan? Hey, what's going on, guys? Sorry, buddy. Hey, you know a name that I haven't really heard anybody talk about, but I think that could be viable, being that they're going into a, a possible rebuild and going to lose their coach, is uh, a Cooper Cup. To me, that seems like something, you know, obviously not for the number one pick, but uh, somebody they might be able to trade for to, to beef up that uh, wide receiver room. Uh, he might want to, you know, want to get out and don't want to be part of a rebuild. What's Boy, he coming I, I, off of, Carmen? He's coming off of, uh, was it a f- an ankle injury for Cooper Cup? Is that what it was? High ankle, something serious? Uh, gosh, I can't remember right now off the top of my head. I'm sorry. There's I've got so his many contract. Injuries. I've got his contract coming down the so pipeline. So many injuries. I want to say it was an ankle injury. Let me double check uh, what Cup's injury was this year. Boy, I haven't even thought about that. I mean, they just signed Cooper Cup, and yeah, while they're entering a different phase, like again, this also, is where I sometimes wonder. Also entering his 30s right now. He's going to be 30 years old this year, so he'll play out this campaign 30. Base salary 15. Yeah. You've got money. Um, it's 29.4 in dead cap money. Cup was a uh, real quick. Your high ankle sprain. It did require surgery. He was placed on injured reserve November 15th. Yeah. So yeah. All right, I'm sorry. Say that again now. It was, what's the, uh, he just, his new deal just kicked in. Right, just kicked in. $15 million, uh, $5 million roster bonus. Um, to, to his cap hit would be twenty-seven eight. Mm. You know, this, this is the route for the Bears, though, to get, like, a proven commodity at wide receiver. It's going to have to be in the trade market. There's just nobody in free agency that blows you away. There's not, like, a real true dominant number one. There's not a Cooper Cup. There's not a Devontae Adams in free agency. I, the, only, the, the only way you get him is, I mean, if there's truly a, a discount, if you're going to trade for him, you, you're not trading anything of, of uh, tremendous value. Well, you're not value. trading your first pick. No. I mean, you're taking on a contract, too. Yeah. Their 29 foreign dead cap money doesn't kill them out there, but it doesn't help them any either. So, That's why I thought when I the Adams think, thing... I, I don't think he's viable. I don't think Cooper Cup would be a viable player in this offense. Really? Yeah. Why do you say that? At that money. At that At money? that age. Really? At that age. I'm kind of surprised. I, I want to find out what he can do after this ankle injury. Hmm. I, okay, what made him great was his ability to get away. Wow, and he's so shifty. His ability to outrun and, yeah, and his shiftiness. Running. How much of that is gone with an ankle injury? Nobody hey, knows. You got. Uh, Why am I going to gamble? You got two teams that said no to Carlos Correa because of an ankle injury from uh, nine years ago for yeah, crying out loud. Yeah. This is I, a fresh that, one. I, all I'm saying is I haven't seen anything yet. Oh, wow. There's nothing on tape. If I'm the Bears and we're playing well next year and Cooper Cup becomes available and I've watched Cooper Cup do something, hmm. now all of a sudden Cooper Cup becomes valuable to me. Hmm. Now I can say to myself, hey, let's go talk to our guy Les Snead. Maybe Les is ready to part with Cooper Cup. And maybe we'll do him a favor and he can absorb it this year. And next year he'll get that all back. I, I think that's more viable for a Cooper Cup. At least you get to see what he's done on the field. 22 touchdowns in his last 26 games. No, it's, it's Guy's great. Guy's been good. But yeah, you bring up a good point. With the quarterback that throws the ball on time, yeah. throws the ball quick, knows where he wants to go with the football, right? Yeah. Yeah, Magic Cooper coming out of break, coming out of a break, expecting football, and the, the football's not, not there. there. All right, we'll grab more of your Bears calls coming up. Everybody's got a trade. Come on, give us a wild one. Give us a crazy one you heard. 
Maybe something you've been thinking of that, yeah, it might be hey, a little Jordan fantasy. Jordan thinking. But I want to throw it at you guys. Jordan and Maryville's thinking. Cooper all Cup. takers, baby. Yeah. We want them all. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Good time of year to uh, talk Bears. Didn't think I'd ever say that after a 3-14 and 14 season. But they've never had the number one overall pick. Not in the common draft era. Anyway. Do you think we'd be talking this much if they had the number two pick? Yeah. One or two, I'd say yeah. But the value's but not there. if they had there. six, no yeah, way. Yeah, but the value's really not there if you've got the number two. The number one pick is where the value's at. What's our chart say again? The difference between one and two? And I guess... I guess to 400, 400 points, points. but yeah. I'm, I'm also guessing at Houston at number one, they're going to take the quarterback. They're not looking to move out of anything. No, they're, Houston would be taking the quarterback. They're you're looking right. to utilize two and 12. So in yeah. theory, you're still in the power position. Yep, you're right. Looking to move out. You're right about that. So you'd be negotiating with Seattle. You'd still be negotiating with Indianapolis and anybody else down the line that might want a quarterback, including Tennessee. Tennessee's got a problem. Tennessee has issues. Tennessee's got a big problem. My they, they they've got problems. Listen, that team was seven and what? Seven and three. Seven and three. Seven and three, and they found a way to lose. They uh, the Jags I, were three and seven and made yeah. the playoffs. They were seven and three and missed the playoffs. I wrote this down the other day. I love where you put your notes. Okay. Show the Twitch audience I, again. I tore, I, mean, I tore up a Christmas <laughs> bag and I put my notes down here. It's the best. All right. Well, the point is that I, I, I you're the best. When when I find inspiration, yes. I need to write. I found the inspiration I need to write. Okay, so what's this about? All right, so I'm looking at Jayville. They started 2-6, and six, finished 7-2. and two. They were 3-7. and seven. What do we say? What, what, what do the good teams do that make the playoffs? When do they win? Late. They win late. The final seven, eight weeks of the year, that's when they get things together. They might muddle around at 500, but they'll win late. Tennessee, 7-3. and three. Well, How'd they finish? Missed the playoffs. 0-7. Oh, 0-7, and seven. Oh, and seven, yeah. seven straight losses. Yep. Where? At, at nut cutting time, that's yeah. when it happened. Yeah, that's when they started to lose. They did cover last week, though. So Washington was seven five and one. What did yes. they do late when they had to? They, they were lost. only three late. They won their final game, but it was inconsequential. It didn't matter. I'll never know why and Mike. McCar- oh, why Mike yeah. I'll, I'll never know why Juan, uh, Ron Rivera went to Carson Wentz in Week Seventeen. I'll never figure that one out. Yeah, you still won't. Your Jets seven and four. How'd they finish? Well, they lost their quarterback, but uh, they, well, they missed the playoffs. They, they lost their quarterback. They had a quarterback. They didn't have a quarterback. They played quarterback they, roulette. What they did lost, they get? They lost six in a row? Oh, yeah. And then Is you that had, right? Yeah. And yeah. then you had Detroit. Detroit. They lost seven out of eight, Yurko. And then right. Detroit came close. Detroit they were... started one and six. But yeah. the point is, yep. the good teams at the end that are flying late finished seven and two. One and six. So next year, when the Bears are three and four, and everybody's, well, we should lose. We should lose. No. You never want to lose because you don't know what's going to happen in the NFL. I think it became evident that they should lose, like, in week 15. Because it's like, okay, now you're going nowhere. Once you've been eliminated, and even you admitted, now it changes. Now you should felt, start thinking about the prize. I felt that uh, Ryan Poles realized his team was starting to be a little bit competitive, even though they gave up the big 49 points against the uh, Dallas Cowboys. They were still competitive in They were still competitive, and the offense was getting better. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I need to acquire some, some tradable, uh, you know, some uh, draft equity. 
And that's when he made the move to go ahead and draft away the guys and then guaranteeing himself that this team was going to maybe compete but find a way to struggle. Okay. And you got to have your coach Eberflus on board at that point. Probably call him into the office. This is what we're doing. We're moving on. Let's go to Ron on the south side in Orland Park. Hey, Ron. What's up, boys? How you doing? Good, man. How are doing you? Good. What's up? Good. You know, I might be a little long-winded with this, so I apologize. But Keep going. Don't worry about it. 90% of the stuff you see on Twitter with the draft and trades and it's all BS, you know, and none of that stuff's happening. Like, Devontae's not coming here. No. We can't get not. him. I mean, why would they get rid of him? The, the cap, the dead cap hits way too much. And when they get a new quarterback, they're going to need someone to throw him the ball, throw the ball to, you know. Mm-hmm. The, ol- the only thing that they might be able to get a shot of is DeAndre Hopkins, but he has a no-trade clause, I believe. If that, So he'd have to want to come here. And then with the draft, I've been saying this for weeks, I don't care what they do as long as they get a pick for next year because there's not a, a number one wide receiver in this draft. There's not a, a Chase, a Jefferson. The only one is next year with Marvin Harrison Jr. And you could either use that pick or package picks to go up and get them just like they did with Julio Jones. That's the only way we're going to get our number one receiver. Even if you get DeAndre Hopkins, you can still do that. Couple of, get, yeah, yeah. No, you yeah, know? I, I know what you're saying, Ron. Um, a couple of big prizes in the draft a year from now. You know, I hope the Bears aren't anywhere in, in the same position unless they do what Ron's saying. Can you find another way to, you know, pry a draft pick away from a bad team that might still be bad again next year and you get a little lucky? Marvin Harrison's going to be one of the prizes, I would think. Caleb Williams is going to be the prize for a lot of teams looking for a quarterback next year, more so than maybe the draft this year at those two positions. Look, all the quarterbacks. Picking quarterbacks is hard. We know that. We know it better than anybody, don't we? I mean, it really is hard. I, I don't know why some franchises do it better than others. I really, yeah. I don't have a good answer. Um, it's damn hard. Maybe one of these three turns out to be, and the three that we really talk about for our purposes now are Stroud, Young, and, and Levis. Maybe one of them turns out to be unbelievable. I'll never forget all the conversations leading up to that 2017 draft. Trubisky, Mahomes, uh, Watson, Watson. Ka- and Deshaun Kaiser was in that draft too, right? And wasn't yeah. he? And was, the conversation was mostly, eh, none of them are really a first rounder. None well, of them th- are. That's what I said at the beginning. I said none of these guys are of, of any quality or any ilk, really. That would make me want to go crazy. And then before you know it, three go in the top yeah. twelve, and one of them is all time great. Yeah, the NFL it, machine it, it, started the role, and that's what happens yeah. now. And one of them turned out to be all time great. Yeah. It's just hard, though. And maybe one of these guys turns out to be awesome. Maybe they're all busts. We could just sit here and play the maybe game all day, you know. The good thing is that the Bears might finally have found one. And it sounds like they do believe in him. And if he can continue to get better, a major problem that they've had forever will be alleviated. And they are probably not in a position where they have to go out and draft a quarterback here this year. I still think they should play it like they might because I only think it benefits them. But the reality is they're probably not. And that's a a great advantage that not all teams in this spot have because normally they're fighting over a quarterback and a lot of times that quarterback ends up to be a big buster. And when you don't have to worry about that and deal with it, thank goodness. By the way, DeAndre Hopkins, another guy going into his 31 uh, He's going to be 31. He's going to be 31. Coming off a PED Uh, suspension. Dead cap for for the Cardinals would be 22.6. 22,600,000. You'd be responsible for nineteen four five salary and a two twenty two two million two hundred fifty thousand option. 
Uh, Carter's in Gurney on ESPN 1000. Hello, Carter. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. All right, so the first one I was going to say, Ron said it as well, is DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, he just like said, I'm down to be traded, and Arizona said, we're down to trade you. So is Chicago a destination that he would potentially foresee slash do we want him? But in the spirit of the fantasy talk, mm-hmm. I just won my fantasy football league in a key move that I made in the, uh, in the middle of the season. I love okay. it. As, I love soon it. As, as soon as the San Francisco 49ers traded for Christian McCaffrey, I sold high on Debo Samuel. Now, he's injured right now, okay? But this is a dynamic playmaker, and they brought in another dynamic playmaker, in my opinion, who can just completely take his spot. McCaffrey can catch. McCaffrey can run. All right? Debo Samuel can catch, and Debo Samuel can run. And when when they brought in McCaffrey, McCaffrey had just an edge in all of those categories. And I think that it wouldn't shock me if San Fran is willing to move Debo Samuel. How do you guys Mm. feel about that? I mean, they just signed him, though, Carter. I don't know. To me, that would be a little bit shocking. I, if I'm uh, Kyle Shanahan, I stop. How did he get hurt? A running play again. Stop. Yeah, quit running the poor guy. All right, I got to look at dead cap. You know that. We got to look at the dead he cap. He just signed. Like, he's twenty. He's going to be 27. Like, I would be surprised at that, Carter. I got I to gotta be honest. This isn't fantasy football where, yeah, it's a great trade. You pulled off and you sold high on him. Fine. Christian McCaffrey, as and he is so much fun. I get it. He's still a player that I don't know that I'd want to be invested in long term because of the injury history and the pounding he's taken. $35 million uh, dead cap hit for the San Francisco right, so 49 So that just answers your question. And his salary is $1,080,000 this year. The signing bonus has been amortized over the better part of five years. It looked like it was about $24 million. He's got a $750,000 roster bonus. He's got a $1.8 million option. All He's got workout poisonous. Yeah, well, that's what I'm looking at. I'm just fun. You know, you're not responsible for the signing bonus if he gets traded here because that all goes into the dead cap number. So all I'm saying his salary this year would be a million. Next year, it's 20. Okay. So this year, it'd be ultra manageable. Next year, it would be a big money contract. But would it be ultra year. manageable for San Francisco? Next well, that's year. the problem. That's the problem. Are they and, and, willing and, to take the bullet and bite the bullet? Depends what they get back. And a player of his talent that they just signed, that they obviously invested in, that they drafted and developed as a second runner, I don't know why they want to. I think Kyle Shannon should probably be a little bit more careful about how much he wants to run him. And I get it. Right. He's a valuable weapon. But that's how he got hurt this year. Here, here, here's Stop a, running here, him. Here's a question that was just queried to me by a young man from St. Joseph, Michigan. If Chase Claypool, we didn't trade for him, if Chase Claypool was a free agent this year, would he be the number one wide receiver free agent on the market? Uh, i got to look at the list. He'd be up there, I think. Yeah, uh, that's what the question is. So you ended up getting him for a second-round draft choice early because you're willing to make the commitment. So if Chase Claypool stayed at Pittsburgh the whole year, mm-hmm. stayed healthy, and was now a free agent, would he be the number one free agent at the wide receiver position coming up? Probably, because who's number one right now? Um Jacoby Myers, probably? I mean, or who? who? Is, is that the Jayville guy? No, New England. New England, yeah. Um, Could be Jacoby Myers. DJ Chark, I think, signed a one-year deal, DJ Chark is a one-year deal, and I already so, brought him up to you, and you gave me that, that look like you had just smelled something stinky. Yeah, he's not a number one. I mean, yeah. I, uh, here, let's see if I can find I, th- I think that's an interesting right, question. With the preemptive move, now, unfortunately, he came here and he wasn't productive, 
But if he stayed in Pittsburgh all year and he was made available as a free agent, would he be the number one free agent? Here we go. Maybe did, that's a different way we should look at it. Did Juju Smith-Schuster sign a one-year deal, guys? Do you remember? He'll be a free yeah, agent. Yeah, he did. Yeah, one-year deal. They need, like, capable receivers. That's a thing. It's like, I'll tell well, you, just I at the bottom of their the receiver is, room. Pringle is capable. Yeah. Uh, that's all they are, though. They're capable. I don't need somebody that's capable. I need somebody that excels. I yeah, need, and I, isn't that your first-round draft pick? Man. Don't don't like, you have to find that or, guy in the first or round or second rounder? You could, I think, you could find a lot of the great ones yeah. in the second round. Uh, I mean, yeah, we can. get out of the top ten, then, then we have to rely on polls and his well, eye on a wide receiver. And we saw what happened last year. You're right about well, that. We don't know yet. That's an incomplete grade <laughs> oh, on Chase okay. no, 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 no. I'm talking Valus. about Valus Jones. Although, thank God, at least yeah, Valus made a rounder. couple of plays late in the and, year. And late, Game didn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it, but for a kid like him, that matters. I'm very kid, nervous. I should Chris. say for a, for a young man and adult like him. I'm very, I'm very nervous. 20, what is he going to be? Twenty six next 26. year. Twenty six. Stetson Bennett role. He, he's coming into play. His, he's at, coming into his prime. It's on, it's on there for I you. Know, after one o'clock, let's do it after one. We got to, and I don't think Yurko heard it. We got to play the Mad Dog rant on Stetson Bennett. Mad Dog. It's pretty good, Chris Russo. Yes, and I gotta say, was he spitting all over the place? I got to say, like normally, and I love Mad Dog because I find him entertaining as hell. Don't get me wrong. But I think a lot of times the rants are just very fabricated. You know, like he's kind of, no, not fabricated. I don't think he fakes it at all. It's just like he's kind of the old man, you know, ranting about the way things he used to be. You know, to be Bob Cousy. Yeah. What, are you, you know, what are you making me use these light bulbs for? Bob Cousy's yeah. better than Steph Curry. And it's like, yeah. eh, is he? <laughs> no. You know, like a lot of time is like, I think it's craziness. But he made a really interesting point about Stetson Bennett. And I, all of us kind of heard it. And we went, hmm, he might be right. And I don't say that very often. When was it? Uh, yesterday, I think. I think it was yesterday or maybe this morning. Uh, we'll play that after one. We'll take more of your Bears calls coming up. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Here's Ryan Poles from yesterday talking about the offseason and Justin Fields. I like a lot of the things he said. I mean, he talked about Justin getting better as a passer, and that's the one thing that they're going to continue to work on. Um, he didn't totally close the book on maybe drafting a number one, but he made it sound like uh, drafting a quarterback number one, but he made it sound like it was going to be a little bit of a long shot. Here was polls yesterday. Well, we're going to do the same as we've always done. We're going to evaluate the draft class, and I would say this, I'd have to be absolutely blown away to make that type of decision. Now, maybe he'll get blown away. Maybe they'll bring in all three quarterbacks. They should, just for, for the ruse, if anything else. Maybe he will be blown away. Probably not. You know, one former GM who thinks the Bears should draft Bryce Young and should draft a quarterback was Mike Tannenbaum. This is what he said about the Bears situation. I would trade Justin Fields, and I'm taking nothing away from him. I think he has a chance to be a good, maybe a top 10 quarterback. But if you could get at least a first and a third round pick, which I believe you can because so many teams need a quarterback, I'm going to draft 
Bryce Young, who I think is going to be a better quarterback than Justin Fields. And when I do that and get at least a first and a third round pick, I'm resetting Bryce Young's rookie contract. And I'm going to be able to get at least four starting caliber players. A great illustration of this, guys, is what happened in Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence is on his rookie deal. They go out and get guys like Christian Kirk, Brandon Scherf, Evan Ingram, amongst others. So if I could turn Justin Fields basically into six quality players and get Bryce Young, who I think will be the better player, I'm making that move if I'm the Bears. You have to believe that Bryce Young will be the better player. And I'm not so sure he will be. And I'm telling you, you hate to... Go ahead. You hate to look at a guy physically and make like determinations, because you can get burned by that. You can get burned by 40 times being too fast or too slow, right? You've been burned both ways. Yes. Teams have been burned both ways. Yes. Uh, about a guy jumping out of a pool and a guy We've seen craziness like We've that. seen it. But, man, a quarterback at 190 pounds, I'm sorry. I just don't You're think worried? I could do it. You're concerned? I just don't think I could do it. I don't. I just don't know how he holds up to the physical. And they're protected more than anybody. I understand that, but... 5'11", 190 pounds. I'm looking I mean, at Bryce Young highlights, and the first thing I see is a big run. <laughs> he doesn't do that a whole heck of a lot either. It's right, funny. but it's the first highlight I see. Is that I mean, right? Yeah, and I don't even, it's against Utah State, mm-hmm. big run. Now I see him, he's passing, he's scrambling. Well, he can throw he's it. He's getting back, he and then he, he, he found a receiver off the scramble. Yeah. So he bought himself some time, and that's against Texas. That's, good. that's a good, good, uh, good opponent. Let's go to Chuck in Bucktown. What up, Chuck? Hey, how are you guys? Good afternoon. First time, long time. Thanks for calling. Being a Bengals fan, I see the inevitable. What do you guys think about Boyd or Higgins as an option? I, I, they're going to keep Chuck. They're going to keep Higgins, aren't they? Like whether now is he a Higgins is a free agent after next year? Is that right, Chuck? Yes. Yeah. Yes, after he is. You got to think they're going to do whatever they can to keep him, even if that means playing out this year and then maybe franchising him. I know so, they got to worry about the Burrow extension, but Jamar, you got to worry about Jamar Chase and Burrow. Jamar well, Chase goes into three. He's going into year three. In the year three, then you got four. Then you got the fifth year option on Jamar Chase if you want to use it that way, right? But yeah, at some point though, Higgins or Boyd wants to get paid. What, what do you think about Boyd? You tell us. You're a Bengals fan. I mean, uh, Boyd's a free agent this year. Chuck, is that right? I believe he's a free agent this year. I think yeah. Higgins is next year. Yeah, Higgins is next year. You know, year. one of them yeah. has to go. You can't have all those three. They're all number one yeah. receivers. I see. I you don't know, know in any I, other I, team. I, I, I but don't you're know paying that Higgins too. I don't know that Tyler Boyd is, Chuck. That's the thing. Thanks, Boyd's Chuck. Boyd's got another year, it looks like. Oh, he does? Okay. I don't think Tyler Boyd's, uh, Tyler Boyd's a number one anyway. I don't think that's what the Bears need to invest big on. 28. You'd get me going a little bit. My guess is he's not a free agent anyway. My guess is the Bengals are going to find a way to keep him, even if that means the franchise tag next offseason. Uh, his cap hits $10 million. I mean, so if it's two twenty five, Which this one year, are we talking, York Higgins? Tom Boyd. Oh, Boyd. Boyd is a $10 million cap hit in 2023 not, at the no, age of 21. I don't think he's a number one. Uh, Carm, you know me because I love stats. I don't think he's close to that. I get it, but you know I love stats, I right? I know you do, yeah. All right, so I got 15 seconds, and we got a break. I've got another stat for you. Can you give okay? it to me after 1 o'clock? Uh, I've got a tremendous stat, but you got to remember coming out. I'll do, it'll be the first thing first we do. First thing we talk about is I got it, something for listen, you. Listen, everybody, in two minutes, Yurko has a tremendous stat.